everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15. Through Him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to His name. Hey, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter and we talk about scripture and truths every week. And we both hope that you guys have a happy Thanksgiving tomorrow and enjoy the season with your families and being grateful and thankful. And we do dive into Hebrews again in this episode talking about prayer and we talk about faith majority in this episode and what it what it really means to pray and what is faith and how do we have the kind of faith that pleases the Lord. And I do want to touch on this briefly. We mentioned in the episode an Advent reading plan that I am working on creating, and it is for Cup of Joy Ministries, which is actually my mom's ministry that she founded that I also work for. And I did want to just mention it because we talk about it in this episode. And if you wanted to join in on our reading plan. It is going to be through the Cup of Joy Ministries app, and we will put a link to download that app in the description of this episode. And be sure to have your notifications on because we will be sending out updates every day throughout the Advent season, which starts this Sunday, November 27th. So all that to say, we are so glad that you are here, and we would love for you to pull up a chair and listen in. Hey, Kara. I just read Hebrews 13, verse 15, and I just changed it. I was going to talk about something else and read a verse, and I remember that we're about to have Thanksgiving, and I... Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. I'm thankful for you, which is funny because you. you have a tree in the background of your video, and I have a garland in the back of mine because we are... We decorate for Christmas... Way before yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, that's true. We're, We're very thankful not. for our Christmas decorations. Yes. But yeah. should we, and, uh, um, there's a song that you have sung to me and mm-hmm. my siblings and my grand, my, my grand, I don't have anything grand, my nieces and nephews uh, my for Thanksgiving. Should we sing it together? Oh my gosh. You want these people to get off of our I mean, conversation? It's not like, it's not like I mean, sing sing. Yeah. Well, no, we we do not sing sing. Uh, it is about turkey. Turkey, I, turkey sat, sat on the backyard. backyard fence, and he sang this sad, sad, sad tune. Sad tune. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day is coming. Gobble, why are gobble, you gobble, 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 gobble. I would like to. I would run, like to run away. Gobble, 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 gobble. gobble, gobble. I, don't I don't like, like Thanksgiving Day. day. Now, now, if anybody is, well, I was trying to spare the people that were listening to us because I knew. You think it's not like my voice was so great. No, no, I'm not going to ask you to sing at the retreat or anything. But, but yes, I I did sing that, and it is a song that my mother sang to me, and I would hear her sing all the time about turkey set on the backyard fence. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's anyway. one of the reasons why I chose Hebrews thirteen fifteen. It says, let us, you know, continually offer a sacrifice of praise of God with the fruit of our lips. In other words, with our lips, uh, we give thanks to His name. 
And, you know, I just think there is such a thing about power praise. Matter of fact, I talked about that at a church uh, this week about the power of praise and being thankful and with our lips and being able to, to, you know, say, God, I just want to praise you for who you are. Not necessarily do we just sit around and go, I just want to thank God and praise God that my circumstances are horrible or my life's falling apart. What we thank and give praise to and sacrifice of praise is to His name and who He is. So, you know, as we mm-hmm. are entering into the Thanksgiving season and into the Christmas, even though we started this podcast with a horrible song, and if horrible. anybody's, well, I mean, horrible tune, if anybody's still with us and haven't turned us off, I um, think it's, it I is enjoyed just it. very, very, well, thank you. That's because you're not a turkey and, um, you don't have to worry yeah. about Thanksgiving Day, but I will well, say I do think, yeah, I do think it is a good reminder that even if you are in circumstances that you mm-hmm. may not be wanting to thank the Lord for, you can always thank Him for who He is, and right. which is if you let's say what's what's one thing that you're thankful for with the Lord, like at the you know in uh, the terms well, of this. I mean, I go back to the same thing that I feel very very important. Uh, is to always be you thankful feel for the cross. I oh. feel important, and I feel important that it is very important that we are very thankful for the fact that Jesus died for us. You know, I think we are get excited when we first come to know the Lord and we realize, oh, you know, He died for us, He saved us. And then we get on with our Christian walk, and we forget about that. We like, oh, well, that was good. That's great. I'm glad to be saved. Now, God, if you would, you know, do this, and if you would do that, and I— I think for me, sometimes I just have to go back and go, you know, the cross is enough. I mean, that was more than I deserve, and to be thankful. And I think, you know, when Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says it's a sacrifice of praise to be thankful, that means that there are some times you can offer your praise to Him as a sacrifice, as an act of worship, and it doesn't have to do with anything of your circumstances. Yeah. And so that's why it's a sacrifice. Sometimes you don't feel very thankful. Sometimes right. you don't feel like uh, well, you're just in a you know thankful attitude or heart. But you can offer that to the Lord. What I'm thankful for, not that you asked, but I'll answer. Kara, what are you thankful for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for His presence, like, oh. and mm-hmm. maybe because you know, I, you know, I'm writing um, an Advent reading plan right now Mm -hmm. and Advent starts on Sunday and the heart behind the direction that I'm taking this reading plan is really focused on the fact that he is near that Jesus Mm -hmm. like he came came. and he died on the cross like all of that Mm -hmm. yes to take the penalty for our sins but also that the purpose of that was so that he could be close with us so that he Mm -hmm. would be in relationship with us and so so yeah, it's just like his presence. Like he and I don't always feel his presence, so I don't say that as like, oh, I'm like always super aware, but I think like anything to be thankful for, like you're saying with the cross, mm-hmm. like we don't really I I don't know. I will speak for myself. I don't remember the cross as often as I probably should, just like I don't I'm not aware of his presence as often as I mm-hmm. you know would like to be, but I am thankful for it because I do trust yeah. that and know that he is near and he is present and he will never leave me nor forsake me and you know all those things so yeah and that is very thankful i mean that's something to be thankful for you know it's you know christmas time he says emmanuel god is with us and you know we kind of celebrate that a lot at christmas time just like you're saying a christmas song no please don't (laughs) 
But uh, but I will say this: I'm very thankful that you are, you know, concentrating, and, and especially with the advent that you know on the app and that you know writing it, that you are thinking about His presence because sometimes, you know, we just start to think based on where we are in this world, like God, where are you? You know, and sometimes mm-hmm. in our lives, you know, in circumstances, it's like, well, God, where are you? And you know, it's funny because. I was going to read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And I'm, I'm we can still read talking. it. Okay, I will. It says, <laughs> and with Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to those who seek him. And I love that verse because when I first would read it, number one, it says, Without faith it's impossible to please him. And what I love about that is there's an implication you can please him. Please him, which is, uh, yeah, crazy. Like Amazing that's a, within itself. Right. That you yeah. can please God. Because have you ever tried to please anybody else? I mean, it's sometimes very right. difficult and to totally please people. Right. Yeah. And that, so that, I love that implication. And then also it says that he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder to those who seek him. And I thought, so many years when I would read that, I'm thinking, that just seems such a weird verse because if you're praying, wouldn't you believe that He is, that He is God? I mean, why would you pray if you didn't come to God believing that He is? And then it says, because it says, and that He's a rewarder to those that seek Him. So you've got to believe that He is God. Right. And what you're saying is God is amazing. God, who is in heaven, came down on earth, and then he left, but he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send the comforter, so I'm always here with you. And this, the writer of Hebrews says that, number one, you've got to believe and have faith in God, but you've got to believe that he is, a, he is who he says he is and that he is a rewarder to those who seek him. And I think so often we just don't think of him as a rewarder because we think, well, God doesn't always answer a prayer the way that though it is, right. and I believe that the reward is is yeah. that it's His presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do, uh, yeah. I don't know when. I don't know at what point in my life, but that was a sh- one of the shifts that happened for me. One time was mm-hmm. because of that. Like, I mean, there are things that I'm praying for and I've prayed for for, for sure. well, over the course of, my, course of my life. Some have been answered, some have not been answered yet. You know, all mm-hmm. those kind of things. But yeah, that was one thing where, and I think that is a question even to ask ourselves of like, is that enough? You know, like, is that Mm -hmm. enough for us? And I think there are times if we're honest with ourselves where we would say no, because we want healing or we want a circumstance to change or we want, you know, a prodigal Mm -hmm. child to return, you know, like, which are those things are great, but it's like, yes, even more than that, you know, is Jesus enough just, you know, Mm -hmm. if he didn't do those things, you know, if he didn't answer Mm -hmm. those prayers. And I think that's a hard and not that, and I don't, you know, God doesn't, because like I said, there have been times where I would have to honestly say no, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think you're enough. Like, I'd rather have these other things. Mm-hmm. But he also, one, he already knows that, so there's no shame in feeling that. But two, I think when you bring that to him, that's when he can change your heart and, mm-hmm. you know, show you who he is. And then I'm a firm believer that if you truly see Jesus and God for who they truly are, you can't help but to fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think that there's times in my life 
currently and way long ago, you know, when I decided to really surrender and go, okay, God, I'm going to let you be God, you know, that Bowen, and I'm going to trust you. I still even, you know, on a daily basis, sometimes I have to remind myself that he is enough and that Mm -hmm. he is all that I, you know, I say all that we all know he's all that we need, but is he all that we want? And so often I ask God, you know, God, help me to want you so often. Mm -hmm. But I remember when I was praying, you know, for our marriage and, you know, when I was really surrendering to the Lord and I was going to decide that I was going to, no matter what was going to happen in my life, I was going to hold on to the Lord. And I didn't know what God was going to do, but I was going to, you know, remain uh, and well, ask God to help me to remain faithful to Him. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was praying for our marriage, I remember really one of those aha moments where you just felt God just whispering into your heart. When I was asking Him for uh, Him to, you know, heal our marriage, I remember feeling like, well, what, that God was, would whisper in my heart, like, well, what if I don't? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, obviously, I think it is God's will that my marriage, mm-hmm. you know, right. be godly. But I had to wrestle with, you know, God, what, what if you don't? What if... Mm-hmm you don't answer this prayer. And I think mm-hmm. that that's something that we have to, you know, wrestle down and mm-hmm. think about because mm-hmm. those are the things. Right. And so and that, what, that happens, when, what happens with that, Kara, it makes you decide, is he more important than what you're praying for? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's kind of what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And I think that's where it's like, being honest with the Lord and saying, mm-hmm. no, you're not, you know, I I know in my head you are, but in my heart, uh, it's not mm-hmm. where it's at. And giving that to him and allowing him to change your heart in that way. And some people may be like, well, I don't want to change my heart. And it's like, well, I get that. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that may be part mm-hmm. of that process as well of help me to want to want that. <laughs> but and, um, and I think that that's, I think that's perfect what you're saying, because being honest and saying, you know, God, I really want this more than I want you, and walking and pre- and processing that and going through that, we don't stay there. But I think that once we begin to say, "God, change my heart," help you know, give me the desire to want you above this. Mm-hmm. That that's what prayer is. It is, you know, so many times people think prayer is sitting around and talking to God and telling God what you want and trying to convince God what you feel like His will is. And I think prayer is talking to God and letting God mm-hmm. remind you what His will is. And then you together, y'all come in an agreement that you want God's will. Right. And well, and just talking to Him. You know, I think, mm-hmm. you know, if you're talking to a friend and you're just having these conversations of like, you know, I don't want, you know, I don't want this or that, or, but I don't know how to not want this or, you know, I don't know, just like those mm-hmm. kind of things where that's really what it is. And, and I'm, preaching I'm reminding myself in these moments because I f- I definitely do not pray as often as I would like and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I definitely I mean I talk to the Lord every day but mm-hmm. I don't have intentional prayer time like I would like and I know that there's no right or wrong I know you know it says right. to pray continuously and that's part of it it's not you're not down your knees mm-hmm. you know all hours of the day but I know that there is a conversation you can have within your spirit throughout the day but I personally would like to have like a, you know, set aside prayer time. And I, I just don't, and I know you do, Mm -hmm. but I just think like anything, like any, with any relationship, it's like, you know, you and I, we talk every day, but 
even though we talk every day, there are some days that go by and it's like, oh, I haven't really talked to you. And if you look at it, mm-hmm. it's like, well, no, we text, but it's like, no, no, but we didn't mm-hmm. like actually like talk. And I think mm-hmm. this is the same thing with the Lord of like, there are days, like I said, I, I feel like I always am in conversation with him, but there are times where it's like, I'm not having an intentional like, mm-hmm. oh, let's like talk. Let me share you share with you what's on my heart or let me, I want to well, hear you know, what you have to say or whatever. Right. I think it's funny because uh, let's think back about what we were just saying at the very beginning in the fact that you're saying, you know, I'm thankful for his presence. And you're always aware of his presence or you're wanting to be always aware of his presence knowing it's there. And if you look around and you go out to eat, there's two people sitting at a table, and they're probably aware that his pre- their presence is there, mm-hmm. but they're on their phone, or they're not talking to each other. And mm-hmm. I think that that intentional time of being able to say, God, I really just need to talk to you right now, is mm-hmm. like there's a difference, and I'm aware, and in my spirit, I'm aware of he's here, and I'm you know kind of maybe a little bit feeling like that, you know, that's enough or, you know, just being aware. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great that we should be aware that he's present. A lot of people don't uh, have that uh, same sense of awareness of God's presence. But then it's that moments when you really say, well, I know you're here, but I really like to talk to you. Right. And, uh, and, I, and you know, there are some days I, you know, pray and, and I, you know, get on my knees and I'm like, I, I really don't have a lot to say. I'm hurting or I don't know what to say. I've asked you, you know, for certain things and it's, you know, you've not answered it. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what you want. You know, there's a lot of, you know, times when I pray that I'm, you know, very confused and I don't know what to say. And, you know, I, I think about Jesus when he was in Gethsemane and on the, about to go to the cross. He said, what, what, what should I pray, Father? Yeah. Would this cup pass for me, you know? And I so think of Jesus to, was like that. Trying to look, I don't know if it's in Hebrews, but there's also that verse where it talks about. I always think about this when I'm at a point where I don't really know what to say in prayer, but mm-hmm. my heart is and my spirit is groaning. You know, if I'm, yeah, yeah, I think of that verse where it says that even in our groanings, like Jesus, what is that verse? It's Romans 8. Oh, it's Romans. Romans 8. The spirit in us, you know, when we don't know what to pray, even without words, the spirit uh, intercedes in for us. us. Yes, mm-hmm, yes. Right. I always think of that too. Where, and I mm-hmm. even will pray that of like, spirit mm-hmm. intercede for me. Like I don't have any words, and or this pain yeah. or this whatever is too deep for words. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think this thing, Carol. Let's talk about this. The rewarder that we must seek him and believe that he's a rewarder to those who you know seek him. Like when we don't know what to pray and stuff. Don't you think that maybe, like what you're saying is, I, I'm coming to him and I don't know what he wants. I don't know what. But I do believe that he will listen and he hears what I have to say, but that he always wants what's best for me, even if I don't know what's best for me. Yeah, I think it's twofold because I do think that he rewards with, like it says that he mm-hmm. is a good father. He wants to give good gifts to his children. But I think it's, even more than that, like we were just saying, I th- think he rewards with his presence or he rewards with his peace, with his joy, with his, you know, the fruits of the spirit, like that sort mm-hmm. of thing too. So I think it's twofold. I think, yes, he mm-hmm. wants to reward and does, you know, that's his heart toward us mm-hmm. is good to reward us right. with what is best, even if we don't know what, I mean, we don't know what's best for us. We may think we do. But yeah, I think just like we're saying, I think it's deeper than that as well. 
And I think that the Hebrews, that chapter that, you know, 6, I mean, chapter 11, verse 6, where it says that we must believe that He is, that He is God, and that He's a rewarder. And I think that that's one of the things is that, you know, our faith is based on how, and how, and how we know God and the heart of God and how much we know who God is because that's who we put our faith in. And we've got to believe that He's God and He knows what's best. For me, so often is I've got to be reminded, God, you're God and I'm not. And I've got to believe and know that you are God. I've got to remember you're God and you're going to do what is best. And I know that even though I think I may know what's best uh, for you or for my kids or my grandkids or for me or you know, for my, you know, for Howard or anything. I may think I know what's best in this situation, but I have to be reminded that he is God and that he's a rewarder to those that seek him. So he does want to do what is best. And I think people walk away from God and mad at God, which I'm speaking from experience, because I forget he's God and he knows what's best. And I'm thinking he's mad at me or he's trying to, punish me or for something that I've done. And that's just not God. That's not who he is. Right. I think, and I think a lot of times we walk out in the middle of the movie, like Mm -hmm. we're sitting in, it's like the story's not over yet, you know, and God's like, I'm doing something like this story. This isn't it over yet. I mean, that's, I mean, that's also the Christmas story. It's every story that he's ever written, you Mm -hmm. know, and I think that's, you know, that's a lot of it too, where it's like, we don't give God the chance to come through for us sometimes or to mm-hmm. give us those good things because we walked out of the movie, you know, and at the climactic scene when everything is going awry and we don't get to see the beautiful ending that he would have written. And we didn't wait on God and we've tried to fulfill our prayer request on well, our That's what own. I'm saying. It's like you walk out yeah. of the movie and go do it. Go, you go make the mm-hmm. ending yourself rather than mm-hmm. sit there and wait and be an active participant with God as he unfolds the ending to mm-hmm. the story. And I am preaching to the choir here. But I think that's a lot of it. I just think nine times out of ten, we, we walk out in the middle of the story and— I am the queen of giving the benefit of the doubt. It's one of my greatest strengths and my greatest weaknesses. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is a confession. I don't give the Lord the benefit of the doubt nearly as much as I do people in my life. And not that, mm-hmm. yes, I want to keep giving the people that I love in my life the benefit of the doubt. But I'm just saying a lot of times I am quick to judge the Lord even in what He's doing and not let Him finish the story, not let Him keep mm-hmm. writing I mean, every single story in the, you know, throughout the Bible, I mean, even David, you know, like when he Mm -hmm. hadn't become king yet, if he had just, yeah, Mm -hmm. if he hadn't, if he had just thought, like, I'm just going to do it, I'm going to make this ending myself. Or you can be Abraham and have Ishmael. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And of course, God can do beautiful things with the time. I mean, you sure. and I, I have, we both have time. I was going to finish the story, whether or not yeah. we right. wait right. on it or not. Yeah. Right. But, one thing about like the whole faith thing, and like you said in that verse of without faith is impossible to please God, I think we put too, we can tend to put too much pressure on ourselves to have this great faith. And I think going back to like Jesus saying, mm-hmm. faith like a mustard seed moves a mountain. Mm-hmm. And it's not, he's like, I'm not asking for much here. It's just believe yeah. or even like ask or like I, like we've talked about before, like we can't get ourselves to get there. Like it's the spirit within us. It's it's really mm-hmm. God doing it through us. But it's like just a little. We don't really need that much. We just really need to. It's just believe that He is God, that He is good, that He. Well, the or thing even ask is not Him having, to ask you, huh? Right. Is the thing is, it's not having faith in faith. 
So a lot of people like measure faith, whether it's big or small, and they're having faith in faith. And it says clearly have faith in who God is. And so we don't we may not know a lot about God, but if we have our faith in Him, it can be the smallest mustard seed. But mm-hmm. but well, what, I think the more that we know and know who God is, the bigger our faith is in Him. So it's what you're saying is true. It's like it's not about what a measure of faith we have, how big our faith is. It's who what we have our faith in right. that makes it. And, and well, it's like what you said at the beginning of reading that verse and. In chapter 13, or wait, chapter 11, sorry, chapter 11, yeah. in saying that just going to God in prayer is an act of faith. Like that, mm-hmm. like in yeah. that, we don't, and not that we need to give ourselves credit, but I'm just saying like we need to be a little bit more gentle in ourselves of like God is just mm-hmm. like just the fact that we even go to God. It reminds me a lot of lament. We've talked about lament before mm-hmm. on here. And, you know, a book that we reference often is called Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. And it talks about how lament mm-hmm. and going to God with your grumbling or not just grumbling, crying but your mm-hmm. crying out. Yeah, like that is a mm-hmm. deeper act of faith than giving God the quote unquote silent treatment, like mm-hmm. to actually go to Him with yeah what you're mad about or hurt about or upset about or, you know, all of those things, even if it's a, toward Him. Like that is, that's an act of faith. It really is. And I think sometimes we, go to God and talk to Him with words that we think He's going to be pleased with versus how we're really feeling. Like, I'm going to say mm-hmm. things that I think uh, is more religious talk. And, of course, you know, Jesus talked about the Pharisees and, like, oh, they say all these, you know, sayings. They, you know, pray with all of these sentences big and words stuff. That's and, yeah. Big word, Yeah. And, and He's saying, you know, don't do that. But what I think— I'm hearing you're saying is that it's really about, you know, just sitting back and saying, God, you know, sometimes I don't have faith. And so I need to ask you for faith. So I'm going to you to ask you to strengthen my faith. And then there's times when I think, you know, we've got to kind of be honest and real and, and cry out. And, you know, we've talked about this so many times that we've said, you know, lamentation, lamenting is really more about faith because when you're crying out to God, a lot of people, when they're hurt and they're mad at God, they don't go to God. So it really takes more faith to lament and to cry out to God because you're going to God. And I just can't imagine why you'd go to God if you didn't think or know who He is. But He's saying, and the writer of Hebrews is saying, when you come and you have faith, you've got to come believing that God wants what's best for you. And Mm -hmm. I think we come sometimes to think that God's, you know, I'm going to go tell God what I think and I'm mad at Him and I'm going to go and, you know, pour out my heart. But you don't walk away thinking, God, you know what? I know that whatever, however you're answering this, it's going to be best. Well, I think it's ultimate. It boils down to you going to Him with a surrendered heart. Mm-hmm. Like going to Him. Like I think we do have wrong perceptions of God at times. And going to Him yeah. being like, show me what's true of you. You know, like show me. I just It's the heart of surrender and a heart of humility mm-hmm. to not go in with this iron fist of being like, you're never going to, like, I'm going to pray, but I know you're never going to change anything, you know, and like, that's not. Or I'm going to pray and say all the right words and have the faith and I'm going to demand you. Right. That, like, you know, I'm gonna, like, you owe me. I'm going to. Yeah, you right. owe me to answer this. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I've had that heart before. Yeah, I, I just think it all boils down to, I mean, that's the thing. I, I'm still behind, but I'm catching <laughs> up to my reading. I'm almost yeah. there. I'm. I'm really, really close to catching up, which I'm 
It has yeah, been. It has been hard, but I'm getting there. I'm almost there. That is something to be but, thankful for. Right there. Yes, exactly. I was behind three months and now I'm behind only three weeks. So it was a huge accomplishment. So, but I read um, a few days ago, I don't know, I don't remember which gospel it was in. I think it's in Luke talking about when Mary and Joseph lose Jesus basically for three days (laughs) (laughs) and he's in the temple preaching and, you know, Mm -hmm. with all the scholars and Mm -hmm. all that. And they're, they are, of course, like frantic, like, oh my, like they Mm -hmm. were terrified that they lost their son and, you know, all that. Well, they they lost the Messiah. That would really make you nervous. Like, I have lost the son. I've got... Yes, it's like another level than just losing your son. And so, anyway, they, you know, find him and he's kind of like, where do you think I would be? Like, of course I'm here. Uh You know, very... How his frank kind of personality, it seems like, is told in. But, and they're like, why... Basically getting on to him like you would a son. And it says... A couple of verses later, how Jesus left with them and submitted to them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just had this moment of thinking, like, yeah, he was a kid, but he was God. So mm-hmm. it was like he he went and he submitted to Mary and Joseph as his earthly mom and dad, knowing mm-hmm. who he is. And I just think, I don't know, I just pointed out, I think that came to my mind of just the submission and humility mm-hmm. that Jesus always had. And I think at the end of the day, for us, like that's the posture, like that's what it built. Mm-hmm. Like he humbled himself to, you know, come down mm-hmm. and be humbled by the, and you know, submitted to the cross, submitted to the, the will. Right. But you know, he did obey his parents. He did, you know, leave with them knowing, like, you know, I should be in. The, like he you know, really should have be been. He really should have yeah. said, as God, he should have been like, yeah. "Why are you afraid? Don't be afraid." Yeah, exactly. But instead, but he I, he didn't respond that way. I don't know. I just thought that yeah. one moment it just caught me as a, in a different way of like he left and he it was almost like he thought, okay, like I mm-hmm. he had every right to get onto Mary and Joseph for having fear because he could have been like, why are yeah. you afraid? I'm Jesus. I'm God. You know. Yeah, but he was this. like, okay, no, mm-hmm. like I'm going to submit because this is the will. The will of the Father is that I am in a child, you know, form. Mm-hmm. But and I'm God. The whole scripture talks about he humbled himself and became a man. Mm-hmm. But when you look at Jesus' words, so often he says that he came underneath the authority of God. Right. So he practiced on earth what he um, definitely displayed, even in heaven when he was sitting at the right hand of the Father, and mm-hmm. he humbled himself and he came and became a man. But he did it because God asked him to do it. And so he submitted to the will of the Father. And he, Heavenly Father, and he certainly, when he came to earth, submitted to his earthly father mm-hmm. So and his mother. So that's what you're saying. And I think it's yeah. a huge characteristic of who God is, is that, you know, in, in Hebrews, Hebrews 12, it says he humbled himself and became a man. He says, you know, he um, humbled himself and went to the cross. And I think that that's one of the things that we, we're lacking is, Especially when we go to God demanding something, we're mm-hmm. not really humbling ourselves. We're putting right. ourselves on God, and, that, and, yeah. and when we're telling and we him have what moments. we think He should do too, right? That's kind of. And I think that's like anything of, of yeah. We have those moments, of course, because we're human. But it's always mm-hmm. it's turning them, or and asking yeah. God to help turn our hearts. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I I just think it's all it's. I think it's easier to have that posture the more. And more, we know 
the truth of who God is. And I think that's mm-hmm. where it's like, I agree. Because, you know, Jesus clearly, I mean, obviously Jesus knew exactly who God is. So it was easier to trust him, easier to surrender to mm-hmm. whatever God wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. And also he was so aware of God's authority, like he said, and power. Yeah. And I think those two things, like if we, you know, just remind, like he can do anything. And I, again, I'm preaching mm-hmm. to the choir, like always on this. It's like not only remembering who he is, but remembering, and part of that being like his power and his, mm-hmm. you know, he can do anything, but then also his like tenderness and his love and his, yeah, heart toward it. us. Yeah. And it's grace, you know, and I, I think, Kara, I, I've said this, and um, I think for the last month or two, uh, when I've been praying, I'm like, God, what would I do if I really believed you? What would I do if I really believed that you wanted what's best for me? What would I do if I really believed that following you and doing what you had to do, asked me to do, that you would fulfill that? Or even what? You know, how? What would I do if I really believed that you died and raised yourself mm-hmm. from the dead? I mean, going back to originally what you said, yeah. what you're thankful for. You know, like he predicted. Mm-hmm. And did what he said, and not just predicted and did what he said. It was he predicted his death and that he would raise himself from the dead. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Like that alone, it's like, if I really, really believe that that happened, like he can do any, you know, like he, yeah, like that, yes, like all of that, like that alone is like, if I really, and I do really, really believe that, but it, it's so hard to wrap our mind around. And mm-hmm. it's like, anyway, I, yeah, I just think it's like all. And I do think that that's what that verse says. He could comes must believe. That he is. And I think that that's what you're talking about, is that he definitely, we have to believe what would happen, what would life be like, how would we really live if we really believed that. Yeah, and even going back to like, how will we pray, you know, mm-hmm. if he really, like sometimes it's like, I, I would like to sit at his feet and just be in awe of who he is. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I would like to do that because I should yeah. do that. I don't ever... But I think that might be a challenge, you know, to give myself. I think it would be a challenge for all of us, but I think it would also be a sacrifice of worship, too. And I think that we were created to worship Him. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.